The following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome everyone to Perched on the Top Rope. Or are we perched on the top shelf? Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode one of Perched on the Top Shelf. Your top shelf collectors, that is. I am your host, Lee Walker of Perched on the Top Rope, but you know me from all those great interviews we do, the awesome shows that we put on, and I am joined by the Perched on the Top Rope correspondent, Justin Largito, who goes to literally every wrestling show in the tri-state area. When it comes to Perched on the Top Rope fans, uh, we're also Perched on the Top Shelf. We are really, really big uh, figure collectors. Break it down for you real quick. I am a big collector of the WWF Hasbro line, as you can see behind me. I got all these nice... Figures on display, a loose collection here, if you will. Uh, when it comes to the figures being on the card, I also have the entire Hasbro line, including the five and up original production run of series one. I have a bunch of dual language cards. I'm starting to collect the five and up dual language series. Uh, I also collect the WWE Classics on card. I collect the WWE Elites. As you can see, I've got the signed Bray Wyatt uh, Firefly Funhouse figure, never opened. Uh, it is JSA'd as Justin and I both met him in Albany, New York, as well as on the same show, DMD, Dr. Britt Baker. Of course, this is the Chase figure, one of 3,000 uh, something we're going to hear a little more about from Justin. <laughs> but this yes. is a this, this is a brief introduction folks as the shows go on more you'll hear more about our collections. This is just the first episode. Justin, let the fans know what what you're all about in the collecting game. So, it's a funny story about how I got back into collecting. When I was a kid obviously, I had my at least in my time period uh, as a kid with wrestling figures, the Jack specifics, your ruthless aggressions, a little bit of uh, bone crunchers in there and some WCW, very, very minimal, but, but they were in there. And when I was a kid, I had just, when I say thousands upon thousands of figures, just in totes in my attic, my mom hated me <laughs> with, with how many, figures I just had lying around and a similar story to how other people kind of got out of collecting for a bit that I've heard is when WWE made the transition from Jack specific to Mattel when they did the transition to Mattel I did buy all of the first series which I do still have somewhere I just have to look for them not mock I, I, I wish they were mock but I do have them loose yep Lee knows. Um, but after series one, I really fell off after that. And it was a while before I got back on the train because I had all these Jack specific figures. 
I didn't feel like any of them fit with the Mattel. I mean, put one next to the other and you can kind of see what I'm saying. Just everything, the proportions are all off. Mattel's really focused on scaling figures and everything uh, regarding detail. And Jax just wasn't that, especially towards the end in 2008, 2009, when they're really cutting costs back. But moving forward, Lee, obviously I've met you at Heroes Hideout for all these meet and greets and all the figures that you have brought, some of our friends who have brought figures. And I tried to stay away as much as possible because I knew the second I dipped my foot, my toes back into the pool, I wasn't going to be able to get out and I wasn't going to know when to stop. So when the pandemic hit and everything was just no meet and greets, no shows, uh, we just have the performance center shows and the shows at Daly's place for AEW. That's when I said, you know what? I'm going to buy a figure. And I think I made my first $100 purchase. And I was like, man, I kind of like these. And, but I decided I'm going to limit myself. I'm going to limit it. So I said, I'll just get the ultimate editions because I, I did think they were cool. There was only two every few months. Not too bad. But then AEW came out with figures and I said, okay, I'm going to get AEW figures now. And then I liked the next set of elites that were coming. So I bought the next set of elites. And then I ended up getting some WWF Hasbros. And then I moved to LJNs. And now... I built an extension on my whole room so that I can squeeze all of this into my house. Uh, I know behind me, all you can see is just two sets of micro brawlers, but if I turn the camera around, it is a shit show. <laughs> so I, I love that I'm back in. I love it. I love seeing the reveals from Mattel and Jazzwares. Obviously, we're going to see more this weekend, but I like to collect a little bit of everything right now. Yeah, I am someone who has kind of slowed down. Uh, I, I've set goals for myself in, in the collecting world. And the first goals I had, because I'm more, I'm, I'm big on the WWF Hasbro line, as, as I, I make it well known. Uh, I've talked with Matt Cardona. I'm kind of known as like the five and up snob because of how much I know about the original release of the Hasbro line. But, you know, you fell off after series one when it comes to the elites. I'm just discovering the early series of elites. And I'm sure fans, you're kind of like, well, what do you mean you're just discovering them? I stopped collecting slash playing with these action figures oh 96 97 literally just as the bone crunchers were just coming into their into their own and i can tell you what series it was i believe it was series two where the undertaker in the in the bac was glow in the dark and then i pretty much fallen in and out of wrestling from there on out and I didn't start collecting until 2018 when it was going to these meet and greets where I'd met you and everything like that. And the first one that I had ever gone to was actually the Godfather in Albany. And 
you know, I, at the time I, I really wasn't collecting figures, but th those were the first ones that I had done. And then I just, and he, I had, uh, his Godfather elite is what I had the 2016 edition style from Mattel. And then after that, I would just, any meet and greet where somebody was, if you had a figure, I was getting it signed. But then I, I started to limit my collection. I have a lot of uh, like Funko Pops and, and things like that, that I was getting signed. I, I collect for other sports. You know, I've uh, UFC signed gloves, signed boxing gloves, signed baseball, signed baseball bats, just ring worn gear. It just, it, it never ends as a collector. So now I've set goals for myself and I just focus on those goals. Now, obviously when a new figure comes out, I, I get excited and everything to that nature, but I collect to get signed, you know? So when talents are coming in the area or if we is perched on the top rope, like we've had uh, the inspiration from impact wrestling, also known as the iconics in WWE former champions in both companies. We brought them into the big event and to Albany, Justin, as you know, and I got two sets uh, of those, of their figures, their WWE leads signed. Cause they were collector editions. Um, but you know what, Justin, let, let's get right into the, the meat and potatoes of what this show is about. If you will, let's yeah, absolutely. Uh, this show, literally, any kind of figure news, anything we're excited for, we're going to talk about it. We're going to look into it, and I know there's a lot of excitement this upcoming weekend with San Diego Comic Con, especially since we're nearing that Elite 100 block, which I keep telling you about lee i feel like i mentioned it at least once a day to you because i'm excited for it and i'm curious to see what they have planned for it but as i said i like to collect a little bit of everything whether it's hasbro's bone crunchers bendums i didn't even mention those i i i just like to i like to collect i mean even even some of this like you think i ever had an ljn when i was a kid no, I never sniffed an LJN until... You weren't even month. alive for him. Fans, he yeah, wasn't even yeah. alive for LJNs. They, no, they not, I, wasn't, I wasn't even alive for Hasbro's. Think about that. Yeah. I was around for... Ha I, so I, I was around for both, actually, because I was around for Hasbro's, but I was old enough for LJNs, but they had come out in 80... They'd stopped like 88, 89... And I didn't get my first figures until the Hasbros. You know, it was Series 1 Hulk Hogan, Series 1 Big Boss Man, though forever, forever be etched in my mind. But great figures, you know, and that's what this show is about. We're going to be talking a lot about figures. And speaking of that, Ringside Collectibles, Justin just posted some new mock photos of not only WWE, but AEW also. Justin, I know you've got all of this up. I know you know pretty much, you know more than me when it comes to new figures coming out because I'm old school when it comes to, to these. So we've got a, we've got a good uh, 
odd couple here, folks. Justin, who, who are we expecting from AEW? Who are we expecting from WWE? Who has ringside collectibles posted about? Yeah, so this week started off with the uh, men on card reveals of AEW Unrivaled Series 10. And just to list the names off to start, we have Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Taz, first time in the line, Andrade, first time in the line. We have a brand new Miro, which is vastly different from his first figure. Uh, Jake Hager, which uh, is depicting the Blood and Guts match of 2021, as well as Wardlow. And we have chases of Taz and Britt Baker in the set. Now, I was going to give Jazzwares some shit, because when I first saw this Britt Baker chase, so I don't know if you pay attention to uh, Britt Baker's ring gear, Lee. Actually, if you look on that, that figure you have right there, you can, tell, you can see what I mean by it. So usually her knee pads or her socks go all the way to the very tip of the boot or past the boot. Now, this chase, it was like that much. They were more knee pads than they were socks and knee pads. So you could see a little bit of skin right above the boot. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Britt Baker's never worn this before. What, what, what are they doing? But they proved me wrong because this is the gear that Britt Baker wore on the very first AEW show, Double or Nothing, in 2019 when she faced Kylie Ray, Awesome Kong, and Nyla Rose in that Fatal 4-Way match. Don't even remember her wearing this, but she did apparently. Also, I will give them shit about the photo on the box because they photoshopped the shit out of that to make it look like this gear. It's actually white gear, but they photoshopped the top to be red, which bothers me. The Taz chase is not much different from the original. Literally, Lee, I'm not even joking. The only difference is he comes with a hat. I have seen the chase of Taz, (laughs) and I've seen the regular taz dude i think it's a terrible figure i'm not gonna lie because you know what else like i'm gonna i'm gonna point out my top three most hated AEW figures i don't know what series they are so if fans if you get mad whatever that taz figure is number one with the chase i count i count i I count that as one because the chase literally all black he's everything all black and you add a hat and now i'm gonna pay more money on ebay because of a little fucking hat no that's like that's like the alistair black of chase with the the one little line on the knee pad that took us like 15 minutes to figure out why he was the chase i was just about to mention that too you remember you remember in our group chat it took us like all 15 minutes to figure out and i was the last one to figure it out and i was like wow I sat here and looked at this thing sober and couldn't figure it out. Uh, when I wasn't sober is when I figured out what the heck was wrong with the figure or that where the chase had come from out of it. The one with Taz, nah, it's, it's, it's garbage. He's in all black, which I know that's usually what he wears, but like you couldn't put him in something else, you know, with like an AEW logo on it. Like how Tony Schiavone wears that five ninety nine JC Penny uh, jacket that he wears that suit jacket he's got, you know what I mean? Yeah. Man, it's terrible. So the other one is the first Jake Hager. 
It's number yep. two. And I, I'm friends with Jake on Facebook. I, I've, I've interacted with him. I'm the one who broke the news about him going to Lucha Underground, if you remember, because he was in Binghamton that night. We talked, you know, talked to him, you know, did our interview and everything like that. That's number two. And in, in my in my third, you're going to see a reoccurring effector because Jake Hager's in all black in that one as well. Yes. The next one is the first CM Punk we're getting. Was the hoodie needed? Did we need him in a hoodie? Or are you covering up the fact that you couldn't figure out how to uh, get the Pepsi logo and the Cobra Kai logo? Into it into the tattoos because WWE could never figure it out either. Uh, so those, those are the three I'm most disappointed in. The CM Punk one, I just want to I want to talk about quick. I get what you're saying, uh, but he did wear that hoodie out to the ring because it's depicting his all out twenty. It's depicting his all out twenty twenty one match. He did he did wear it out. He did. Yeah, that's great. Put it off to the side. I, I get that. It's an but, accessory. And also, I will I will say they did do a very good job hiding the fact of the Pepsi tattoo and making it an alternative logo. I'd say it's probably closer than what WB did when they had the license to make the CM Punk figures. And from what I saw, and I, I haven't had the figure in hand at all because I, I don't have the figure with me. But the Cobra, t- Cobra Kai t- tattoo, it looks a little bit... I don't know if you can picture what I'm talking about, Lee, but the Randy Orton snake logo, where it's kind of the the face, it looks a, a lot similar to that. Okay. So okay. I don't think they did too terrible of a job in, with the tattoos and everything, and I'll, I'll give them a pass on the hoodie. So if I'm breaking down my three least favorite AEW figures, I'm absolutely agreeing with you on Jake Hager. Absolutely. The figure's terrible. Very generic gear. They didn't give him knee pads. They didn't give him wrist tape. And his hair's a fucking different color. Absolutely. Not a good figure. And I've got that one signed. Yeah. Uh, two and three, I'm giving to Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. Or on the package, as it says, Dax Hardwood. It was so bad they couldn't even get his name correct on the package. But, yeah, Dax Harwood, I swear to God, that's not Dax Harwood's head. It's fucking Carl Anderson, and I'm going to stand by that because it looks nothing like Dax Harwood. Maybe and Cash Wheeler, up. yeah, Cash Wheeler, it looks a little bit better, and he's missing wrist tape for some reason. I, I, I don't know. I don't have the answers. But, you know, we agree on a couple, at least. I, um, you know, I know how that's how Taz dressed. I know that's how CM Punk came out. But, you know, I'm, you, as, as a figure collector, I don't want my figure fully freaking covered. You know, the only way I'm okay with, like, I know that that's what they wore and stuff like that. The only one I'm actually kind of cool with being a figure like that isn't even AEW related. It's actually series three Christian because he's fully covered in that black suit with the silver, which is very hard to find. But uh, I got one mock, a nice mock. Maybe we'll make it figure of the week next week. Maybe we'll, maybe they'll have it display on the bar. Who knows? Maybe you guys, you'll see it at some point. Maybe you'll see it when the signature gets put on it. 
you'll have to wait and see this figure. It's beautiful. It is a nice figure, though. It's also one of Christian's most rarest figures that they put out with WWE. And speaking of WWE, what you know, we what does WWE have in store for us that ringside's so, posted? Yeah, the WB ringside uh, posted WB related were the new Ultimate Editions coming. I would assume within the next month because I knew the ship date was the fall, possibly mid August, early September. So you have Roman Reigns, which great figure. You have the Bloodline T-shirt, the Universal title. You have the uh, the necklace, the tribal necklace, as well as the red wrist gauntlet. And then you know Roman Reigns has his black shield cargo pants, and he has the uh, first time ever screaming "Ow!" head mid spear, and he's got the little uh. Little head with the man bun, you know, if he wants to come out, cut a promo like he likes to do so much now. And then interesting one, because this man's no longer with the company. We have Jeff Hardy, who has been in the news recently. I'm not going to get into all that, but he's here. This is more of a 2003 version of Jeff Hardy. So this is post Hardy's breakup. Uh, So Jeff has the short hair. He has the not really even a tattoo at this point. It's just kind of, he paints up his arm and then he has the face paint right above the nose. I want to say this is his Survivor Series 2002 gear from that tables match. Don't quote me on that because I haven't gone back to look, but that looks very similar to what this is. But I'll, I'll be getting both of them because I am an Ultimate Edition completist. Okay, I, I don't collect that line. Um, I had to draw a stopping point somewhere, personally. You know, I collect the elites, but even in the elites, we have subdivisions, and we've seen them do it throughout. So starting in 2016, we had the Hall of Fame line. Or no, not 2016. That was like 2014, 2015 they started that. Uh, the 2013 line, we had various like WrestleMania, SummerSlam. And we you know we have all those various different lines. And now we have like Fan Central. They've recently brought back uh, the Legends line that actually wasn't part of the elite line at first when they were doing those. We have ruthless aggression now, which are exclusive to Walmart target. The legends are exclusive to them. And speaking of target, we're starting to see that the latest WWE Mattel legends line is hitting the target stores which baffles me because why pre-order if they're in the stores first? I'm someone who pre-orders all the time for the Legends line, uh, except for whatever reason, Target canceled my order, thanks, like a week after I had ordered it because I always, you know, catch when, you know, they're doing these and it's pre-order the whole line, but mine got canceled. I never got a reason, never got an email back when I started asking questions. 
Uh, but based on how Target ships the figures, I might be better off just buying off someone in the store anyway. But that's not the point I'm making here. The point I want to make is the distribution, WWE and AEW, has been poor. It's been poor. My Walmart currently has nothing but the 2021 top picks, Jeff Hardy and Goldberg. When I had asked why these are still here, my Walmart had said, well, we can't get new, we can't get new figures until we sell these or these have sat on the shelf for three months and then they go back type deal. They go in the warehouse or whatever they do with them. I have never seen an AEW figure in my Walmart. I have seen the ring when they were first selling those and the toy belt of the championship. That was it. I've never seen a figure. I've seen the figures at GameStop, but they only have like a couple. It's a small GameStop. It's like the size of my kitchen. I don't know why the distribution's so poor. You know, you'll find stores stockpiled with figures and then you'll find stores like in my area which is non-existent you know i know that the wwe elite ruthless aggression line is exclusive to walmart never seen them i've not seen a single one and i don't like paying those ebay fees especially with tax ebay fees and things like that that they've been adding raising them i'm not a fan of that i'm not a fan of the scalpers who go and buy all the figures from their walmart and then turn around and guys like me gotta buy at a marked up price because the distribution has been so terrible justin i know you live in a much larger area in new york than i do how has the distribution been for you when it comes to figures So it's very hit or miss, I've noticed. I've completely given up on Walmart. I just, you you already brought up the Ruthless Aggression series, and I, I'm confident I'm never going to see that in the stores. If I get it, I'm going to have to get it through some kind of third-party seller. Or I'm going to see it in Walmart in like a year, and I'm, I'm already going to have all of them. So Walmart, I completely have given up on. Target around here, I've noticed, because there's free targets that are pretty close proximity three to four targets that i could go to and it's either they're like packed full or there's barely anything like i don't know how i can go months without seeing one AEW figure on a peg and then magically one day at target they just have like four sets of the last the most recent series or even like i think the earliest one i saw was series four and they had had to have had like eight of each figure. It was insane. I couldn't believe it when I first saw it. So Target, is, like I said, it's very hit or miss. And when the Legends pre-order, real quick, I'm going to say, I love the Legends line. Just like you, Lee, I always pre-order day one if I can get, get to the links in time. And you scared me when you said your order got canceled and now I check up on my order every day to make sure it's still there. And I did check today, and it, it says it says it's still there. But we ordered these figures back 
first week of April. I think it was the day after WrestleMania. And no shipping, no tracking notice, no update on when these figures are supposedly going to be released. And they're popping up in the stores. I see like 10 Lex Luger's places, like four Xbox. How is this happening? How is this? How are they popping up in stores? But I've literally had a pre-order in for the last three months waiting for these figures to show up to my door. And I always get I always get two orders of these legends. One reason to get the possibly get the chase, which I've had pretty good luck with. And just in case there are any damaged figures. So at least I know, okay, this one, this one's damaged. At least I have a backup and this is in better condition. So I'll return the damaged one. But yeah, the dis- distribution's just it's all over the place. And I don't I didn't I haven't even brought this up to you yet, Lee. So there's an ultimate edition macho man, uh, which is the macho madness gear from WCW. And that just started popping up at a Walmart or not Walmart target recently. No one has said any update on this Macho Man when it was supposed to be released or anything. Like Ringside doesn't even have it up on sale. The only update I had on it was it was on display at WrestleMania Access this year. And I've heard nothing about it since then until this week. Like how, how are these just popping up in stores and no update on a release date or anything is being put out there? Well, I mean, the, the real big downfall to all of it, Justin, and so fans, you guys know at home, on the 24th, Justin and I are meeting Lex Luger and Stang. It's not the first time for either of us to have met either one of them. But I need them Lex Lugers. I'll tell you what, I did pay $45 yeah. for a guy who did have his in hand, and I'm expected to have it for Sunday. The chase. That Dude, I'm thinking it. about doing the same thing. Honestly, because it's the only way I knew it was the only way I knew I was getting a chase, but I still don't have the other one. And even then, I have to hope that your second, I hope that your sets come because you and I had an agreement about that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. That's all I can hope for, for so I can get that other Luger done. And that's the thing. Even if, say, they shipped out right as we're recording this show. I don't think they would be here in time because even when Target sends these figures out, it's usually for UPS and it takes about seven days. Yeah. And that's shitty. And I really almost did resort, and I may still, if I'm being honest with you, uh, resort to getting the Lex Luger Legends standard and a chase from somebody who already has them in hand because they got lucky and walked into Target at the right time. Yeah, and I I need the other Lex Luger now, the non-chase. Yeah. So, what, Justin, you've got a few days to start looking in Target. Yeah, um, I, I have been. I did look in Target yesterday, actually, and no luck. Ugh, it's terrible. Terrible. Anyway, I'm a huge fan of the Legends line. Um, fans, next week, we're actually going to take a look at Series 1 Mattel Legends and then look at the current state of the Legends figures now. For comparison of box, 
how the figures look, this and that, how they've improved, things that we like, things we don't like. And it's going to be a fun show next week, comparing those. I'll have I'll have various ones on display. I might not put out the best of the best because a lot of mine are signed and I, I tend to keep those generally not out. Even though they're on display, I don't really bring them out, especially with the lights and things like that. I, I don't like hurting the autograph at all. But I have a bunch of early ones that are signed. Jake the Snake Roberts, Axe and Smash, which are two very hard ones to come by. Uh, Road Warrior Animal, which is an extremely hard one to come by. And he's in the NWA gear in the all black. And then we'll, we'll show off some of the newer ones. So, you know, for comparison, uh, box size, shape, things to that. I'm a, hu- I'm a huge fan of the Legends line because, again, for me, I've always felt like WWE now doesn't do enough for the Legends as is. You know, I know they have the Legends night here and there, but I mean, when it comes to the figures. And that's where I thought Jack's Classics did a great job, which is when I, I started collecting those because I had realized through the WWE elites, it was harder to find the legends when people were bringing them in for autograph signings. You know, I'm a guy, if you have one figure, I want the one figure signed. If you have 10 figures, I want all 10 signed. That is unless you're like Jeff Hardy, who has literally the most WWE elites. He is the one with the most elites. Rey Mysterio is a close second, and Mysterio will pass him. As Mysterio has as uh, a figure coming out, whether it's 97, 98. I know he's got a newer. Yeah, he's had he's had like four in the last few months. Like yeah, oh, he, I, <laughs> he's getting another one that I know of. Um, so there's that. But I'm 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 big on on that legends, and I can't wait to talk about those next week. Justin, you keep bringing up San Diego Comic Con, one of the biggest Comic Cons that there is, and we already know one exclusive: the no holds barred SDCC exclusive. I always love these. I have the Shockmaster Elite, which was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive from 2016. He's upside down. It's one of those rare elites where we got the plastic on both sides, which is cool. The packaging to this no holds bar figure is freaking awesome. Fans, if you don't if you don't know what no holds barred is, it was a movie. Uh, Hulk Hogan and uh, Zeus who would later appear in the WWF. So they're in the, the, the gear from the movie, both figures. And the packaging is really cool because it's a VHS tape. I know some fans are what's that? <laughs> well, a VHS tape is something that you put in a VCR again. What's that? In your terms, a DVD or a Blu-ray player. What's that? Okay. Um, you know that thing to your Xbox or your PlayStation when you put the disc in? Back in the day, we had a tape that was like two of those 
but it was actually on on film and you had to put that tape in the vcr to play your movie much like you would with a dvd or a blu-ray which are now becoming obsolete in their own right technology man anyway the box is really really cool to me it's what makes it the whole figure but then like just like in the movie poster like where they're facing each other that's how they are in the packaging I'm ordering this figure, but first I need to know how you order this figure. Justin, how do you order this thing? Yes. So this Friday, July 22nd, MattelCreations.com, very similar to how Sergeant Slaughter was released last year, the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive from last year, 2021. And I want to say Eastern time, this goes up at 1 p.m., I would have to double check that, but what I, I I try to be very sure on this just for myself and for you guys, but I believe it's 1 p.m. because I know Pacific time it's 9 a.m. and I want to say it's 12 p.m. Central. I believe that's how it is, but that would be 12 p.m. Our that'd be noon our time. Would it? If it's 9 a.m. in California, it's a three-hour difference. Well, shit, I'm gonna be on a uh, Mattel Creations at noon on Friday then. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll be like number 1080 waiting, but that's the downfall to this. And God forbid you hit refresh. Yeah, I felt the pain last year with Sergeant Slaughter. I didn't get one. Did not get one if that tells you anything. Sometimes I have the patience and other times I'm like, yeah, I'll just wait until it just people don't care about that figure anymore and it goes down in price. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't get the Sergeant Slaughter. I will be there before noon, by the way. Mm -hmm. So y'all better wake up early because I'll be waiting for that. No holds barred. Yeah. I might be at work. I might be at work, (laughs) but whatever I'm doing, I'm just going to be like this the whole time. Just waiting. Waiting yeah, for that this, opportunity. This figure is awesome. This, this is literally, as you said, Lee, they're facing each other in the package like the poster. Has that ever been done before from what you can think of? Because I, I honestly, I can't think of anything. Okay. I can to an extent, but not it's, it's a comparison, but it's not going to be the best comparison. Yeah. So the way that Hulk Hogan and Zeus are, they're literally face-to-face like a UFC weigh-in, you know, and then after you do your posing for the photo type deal. They're that close to each other. Just like they were in the movie, like in the movie poster and stuff. The, o- like, the only figures I can compare it to is, Justin, you've seen like the battle packs they're they're not facing each other they're facing the yeah. window of the 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 plastic um when wwe jacks did the two packs and the three packs and the classics and everything again everything's facing the plastic the only one that i can remotely remember of figures facing each other and even then, I might be wrong, 
the WWE All-Star Xbox 360 figure line that they did. Now, they weren't close. They were each on one end of the packaging, if you remember. You know, so you know they weren't facing the plastic. They were like this, but they were each on one side. And each had, like, a different, I guess, like, pose or position that they were in. But as far as, like, WWE's Ruthless Aggression line, those were all singles, I believe. Um, any Anything like that. I think this is the first time that we're getting a package like this with the figures being that way, much like of the movie poster. Because when they showed the figure open, and you know, from the, the VHS tape, it looks like the poster. Yeah. So I, I can't. I, I don't think I've seen anything like this in figures before. Now, the one thing I did not see, and I'll be curious, for those who are open collectors, are they just like elites? You know, just one in one? Do they come with other hands? Do they come with other heads? Or is it just the figure? So, the accessories for it, which... Uh, Hogan has alternate hands. He actually has the uh, the Rip'em hand from the movie. All the accessories like Zeus's vest and Hogan's shirt, they're all in this little box right underneath their feet that you can just pull out and a tab flips up and everything's in there, bubble and everything to hold them in place. So I think that's very cool. He did the same thing with the Sergeant Slaughter last year with his hat and his vest and everything and they packaged the shit out of this thing man because i looked at in-depth videos of it so it comes in the one little protective sleeve similar to kind of how 2k did their collector's editions the last few years with the wb games so you open that up and then there's another another package in there and then you take the sleeve off. The sleeve actually has the movie poster re- recreated to have the figures. So you slide that off, and then it's the VHS tape. So they went all out with this thing to try and protect it at the very least. And one more note on VHS tapes. I may be 24. I may be the kid of the show. But <laughs> I've had my experience with VHS tapes. You kids will never know how hard it was with your streaming services now. With those VHS tapes. We couldn't back out and just play it again. No, we had to physically rewind the whole tape back. And that shit was scary from time to time, man. Because I've had tapes where the actual tape inside would just get caught and it'd just be done. And I got upset because one of them was a Survivor Series 2002 for me. And that was that was a very traumatic day. But kids are ungrateful. <laughs> yeah and in my day and we'll have to discuss this the figures weren't as articulate like this was it there's not much to this arms don't bend legs don't even move Torso moves. Oh, and they have a little special action. This is it. 
nowadays you got all these different actions and things you can remove the hands and the heads and everything like that. And then there's those LJNs, AKA the big rubber dildos, as I call them. But fans, make sure you stay tuned with us week in and week out as Justin and I do these shows. We love figures and it's always a pleasure for us to be able to talk about these. Now we've talked about San Diego Comic-Con quite a bit, Justin, right? We have. Now we know Mattel Elite 100 is coming up. We know San Diego Comic-Con, WWE spares no expense when it comes to showing off new figures and things like that. AEW is there too now. Going to be, you know, I want to talk about who do you think we're going to see? What new do you, are we going to see new lines? Is it just going to be with WWE geared towards the elites? Will we see new things from the retros? We, you, you had showed us new things from the retros at WrestleMania, Bret Hart, Anvil, Lex Luger. Lex Luger looked terrible, by the way. Tugboat. Tugboat, which, you know, his OG Hasbro, which I, I hope that they looked at that because that's who he was originally supposed to be for his Hasbro. As we know, Matt Cardona has that among all of like the most popular things that you can have in wrestling figure related. That is Justin. Share your predictions, my man. What do you think we're going to see? So I think the big thing coming out of San Diego comic-con this weekend, I think we're going to get our first look at that first Cody Rhodes elite. He's already been announced for the panel. So I think that's just a guarantee, you know, they're going to try and push him out quick. And I do believe he actually is already scheduled for a basic figure. I don't know what series, but last I saw in one of the more recent leaked lineups, he is slated for a basic figure. I have seen the leaked lineup for elite 98. So I will say Mandy Rose from toxic attraction. We'll get an updated Mandy Rose. Thanks, Bally. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Bailey let the cat out of the bag. But but speaking of NXT, I think we're going to get a Braun Breaker Elite. Or at the very least, a basic. Because you got to think, that that's, that's their new face of NXT. They're going to want to push that out. You know. And with, oh, go ahead, Lee. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I did want to say, just real quick, with Bob, Braun Breaker... And the fact that they went in the Hall of Fame this year, I see some Steiner brothers in the future. That would be nice. We haven't had a Scott Steiner WWE-related figure in a long time. And let's be honest, Rick Steiner has the second most winningest percentage in WWE history. He has one of the best records in WWE history. That's why he's number two on that list. Ronda's number one, but Rick Steiner's number two. Can you imagine the figures? Like, they need to do a tag team pack, but of the Steiners as a chase. 
You got early 90s Steiners from WWF with the old school tag team titles and their their multicolored fun gear like we see Braun Baker paying tribute to them in his gear. And then we need a more updated one of WCW, like right before uh, Scott turned on Rick. You know, Rick had the big leather jacket with the dog, the bulldogs on, on the shoulders and, and, and the headgear and oh, 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 getting on his hands and knees with the dog collar and S- Scott standing above him holding the dog collar like he's holding the holding the dog back he's holding the dog face gremlin back can you imagine a big ripped scott steiner in that all black leather singlet with the with the goatee that he had oh my god it would be awesome can you imagine them in the legends line and not the regular elite as a collector's edition the legends line and they're if they do him as singles then they need to be in separate because i would say they both need to be the chase an early 90s Steiner with a more uh, a WCW Steiner. So do a WWF early 90s and then do a 99-2000 with Rick. Like I said, with the jacket, Scott, you can do the same thing, but give him the NWO Scott Steiner, you know, for the chase. That'd be incredible. And give him some Michigan Leatherman jackets while we're at it. Soft goods. Gotta love them soft goods. Absolutely. Like when your Santino Morella elite doesn't come with the, the coat, so you gotta go buy the $30 loose figure on eBay just because you want the coat or the, the shirt. And then you gotta open the damn figure, which you don't want to do because you know it's a factory error, error because you can tell because of the tape, figure's never been opened. So now you gotta open the thing and you're like, oh, why do I gotta do this? Put it, put the jacket, put the coat in. Slide it back and act like nothing ever happened. Because <laughs> that's what I had to do. It drives me nuts if like they don't come with what they're supposed to. Yeah. You know? But I love the soft goods. I love the soft goods. Not just cookies and pretzels. I'm talking about for the figures, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Who else do you think? I mean, there's, there's got to be more. I, so, I, I got a lot in my head. Yeah. So Queen Zelina also announced for the panel. I think we definitely get a Queen Zelina elite coming. Any Sasha Banks Naomi plans are going to be scrapped. So we'll just get that out of the way now. Wow. I'm trying to think of, yeah, I'm trying to think of who hasn't had an elite in quite a while. I, I don't want to just kind of repeat the Rey Mysterios and the Roman Reigns. I want to think of somebody... First time in the line, you know, never had an elite before. Oh, I Carmella can answer that From NXT, I think would be a good one. I know someone who's never had an elite and been in the company for 10 years. Go ahead, Lee. She is your 24-7 champion. And I know this because I have tweeted at Mattel about wanting this figure Dana Brooke has never had an elite and I tweeted at her and Mattel saying, yo, where is it? She liked it. So where is it? She liked the tweet. So where's the elite Mattel? You know, the way they've been doing that 24 seven championship, you know, at some point she's getting an elite because of this. She has to. She should. 
So I'm going to say for San Diego Comic-Con, anyone who's on that panel, we're going to see new figures of. Yeah. I think, yeah, definitely. Which is Selena, Cody. Champa. Champa. Yeah, they're, they're definitely going to have new figures. I'm honestly hoping this is where they announce Elite 100. I hope so. I have an idea for my Elite 100. I know it's not going to happen because some of the figures are... They just released some figures and some of these people are already in the early 90s, you know, in the 90s. You know, guys like Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart. I'm looking at Elite 100 from a nostalgia factor. So if I'm going to go with the nostalgic factor, if they repeated series one as series 100, a different undertaker, an MVP, maybe in a suit instead of what his series one figure of, which is the, the zip up of the MVP going down the chest and his ring gear. Who else was there? Edge. But again, we just got newer ones of him not too long ago where he was the chase. Rey Mysterio, Series 1. And, he, and he's also a legend. Yeah, and, and So Edge just had what? Series 86, 87 in the Elites? It was re- more recent than that, actually. I think it was Elite 94, I want to say. Oh, hold on. I got, him. I got the ones right here where he's the chase. Oh yeah, those ones where he was the chase. Yeah, that that you might be right on that. But I know he had another one with the white trench coat, the WrestleMania gear, and I want to say that was Elite ninety four. Yeah, so that was actually Elite eighty three where he was the the chase, and he just had the legends come out with the red jacket, red pants, and then the chase with the white pants. So I don't think we'll see any repeats from series one because while well, Jeff Hardy's elite never actually made it to fruition, there's a, there's a few that made it out and then CM Punk, you know, he's in AEW. So yeah, we won't see a repeat of series one, but I would like it for to, it to be like the who's who of the legends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Series 100, it needs to be the Mount Rushmore of what professional wrestling is, or in this case, sports entertainment. So, like, when I think of that, like, I think, again, like, the names of Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, Andre the Giant, you know, and then mix in some new people that The Rock, John Cena, Stone Cold. But literally everyone I'm naming off has had figures, recent stuff. You know, The Rock is in that movie line. John Cena's in that movie line. Andre the Giant is in that movie line. We've seen The Rock just get a recent elite. We've seen John Cena getting a recent elite. Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart all getting recent elites. Unless these people on the panel, they're going to make it series one. Like, I don't know what they're doing. But I'm really hoping they do something special for for series 100. Whether it's special packaging, something, you know, um, 
it needs to be special in my opinion. No figure line, no figure line has ever made it in wrestling, the Series 100. This is the longest series of figures we've ever had for figure collectors. Hasbro stopped after Series 12. Yeah, 11 or 12. Jax, again, just like Mattel, had very special lines related to pay-per-views and things like that. Uh, they even did like small limited edition boxes of 3000, you know, and we've seen with the Jack's classic, which was the main line for them, even then them doing the same thing with, with different, different lines within the classics. Now Mattel's done the same thing, but as you had said, like, you know, when, when things were going downhill with Jack's, they started getting really, really cheap. Mattel, we haven't had much issues aside from the distribution. And now, in my opinion, the new boxes. My opinion, the new boxes are kind of an issue. I didn't... At first, I was, like, against the bigger boxes, like, from 2009 with Series 1. And then they changed it to when Series 12 came out. They became even taller... And then, see, you know, and then when you get into like the 2013, the box is just as big, different shape a little bit. We get into smaller boxes come 2014, 15, 2016, 17, the boxes get smaller and they got that arc. 2018, 19, straight up rectangular style packaging. And then 2021 goes back to that slant, like, you know, like 16 had. And this new packaging is like kind of like a mix of everything, but the size of like what the 2016 packaging is, but the window isn't as big and it doesn't look like there's a lot of room for the figures themselves, Justin, as we've seen. And one of the best examples I can give is actually, you talked about that new edge with the white jacket. Mm -hmm. If your edge has the pose where his arms are fully up and he's got like that wolf pack symbol going like this on in the box they're down and out and that's because there's not enough room for this for for his hands to be up what do you think of the new packaging yeah lee i've i've been very open about it i'm not a fan of this current packaging that they have for the elites i think the plastic on it is very flimsy like, I feel if you put enough pressure on it, it's just going to cave in. And that is not good when you get these figures signed. The cardboard, again, very flimsy. Like, you drop it and the whole thing might explode is how I feel whenever I'm holding it. With Elite 100, I do believe they're going to switch the packaging up. They have I to. Would like, yeah, I would like to see a more modernized version of the packaging that they use for the first 10 series or so like series one, actually the best way to describe it similar to how the uh, decade of domination packaging was a few years ago, those Walmart exclusive lines. I think that would be pretty cool. Maybe because you also got to think, and that's, what's kind of thrown me off too. Cause they have, remember we were talking a little about a little bit about it Lee. The uh, best of or the greatest hits of the elite line 
where it has like Bam Bam and Ray and Rikishi. We still don't know what those look like, men on card. Are they going to be similar to how they were initially released? Are they going to be brand new original packaging? You know, we don't know what those are going to look like. I had an idea maybe for Elite 100, depending on how many people you have in the set, maybe they have, instead of six, they do eight, which is possible, I think. And you do, this figure has this packaging, this one has this packaging, this one has this, and you kind of go down the line for all the previous designs we had for the Elite boxes. But again, I'm kind of turned off by that idea, because I do like the uniformity and having them all together and them being you know, the same, and they all kind of fit like one big puzzle. That I do like. And I also, I, I know you like the bigger boxes, Lee, kind of that were used from, what was it, 2011 to 2014, maybe not even that. I'm not too big on those, only because I feel like they do take up a lot of space after a while, personally. Oh, you've seen my house. You know they take up space. Yeah, and you know they they look great. They they have a great great design, but you know the figure looks like that in a box that's about that big, and that's kind of eh, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I just got more room Honestly, for an autograph. Twenty twenty packaging. Yeah, the twenty twenty packaging where it was the the red, the black, and the white, and they still use the same box design for the Legends line, and I hope they continue with that. I think that's sort of my favorite one, actually. At least packaging-wise, the size of the box, I think that's pretty good. It feels like everyone has enough room to do their pose. I'm looking at the Viking Raiders on my wall now, and if you put that brand-new edge in this box, you could easily do both arms up because that's kind of what they have going on in the box over here. But I don't, I don't know what they're going to have planned for Elite 100. Like I said, they could, instead of doing six, in a normal set, maybe you have eight and then you have the chase and hell, maybe do a collector's edition or something just to kind of get as many people in there as you can. Because you don't yeah. want to leave a lot of big names out, too, is another thing. Yeah, that and that's what's like, I'm like really curious about Elite 100. Like, are they doing it as like a lot of legends or is it a lot of new people? Like, what what route are they going? Uh, but there's, there's other lines Two, and I, I'm glad that you brought up the new line with Rikishi and Bam Bam and things like that. I think that's something we're going to see at San Diego Comic-Con is that new line with, you know, the, the remastered line there. I'm also expecting to see what we saw at WrestleMania as far as the retros, but I'm expecting to see their packaging. Now, when they brought back the retros, which we never thought were ever going to come back. And at first I hated the retro line. I absolutely hated it. I was against it because of the Hasbros. Um, But then I thought, well, you know, if it brings people to like these as new collectors, maybe it would bring them into the Hasbro world. And I started collecting them. And it was really thanks to uh, the major wrestling figure podcast because I had actually won series one from their podcast and they sent them to me and it was really cool. And now I've got the whole series carded. I got a bunch of them autographed. Uh, 
I got a, a small loose collection, nothing major uh, in my office, all on display and things like that. It's I, Once I got that first set though, and you know, really looked at them and really thought about it, I was like, yeah, this is a cool upgrade from the Hasbro's, but nothing will ever replace the Hasbro's in my heart. I don't, nothing will ever do that. So I'm expecting to see like the Lex Luger, Tugboat, Anvil, Brett in their packaging. I would expect that we're going to see the, if they do a box like they did with the new series of uh, Mean Gene, Mr. T, Bob, or in. And uh, who was the other one that came out? Did you say Piper? Yeah, Piper there. You know, so when they had all those new ones, I'm hoping that, you know, if they do a box, I'm hoping there's more to the box than what we got in the first one. Because like when I, I bought two sets, one, so I could open the Mattel box, open up the, you know, box itself, pull the figures out. Cause I get them autographed. So I got Bob autographed. I had Bob autographed the box. You know, I, I admit Piper's gone. Gene is gone. Mr. T's the only other person you can get signed on the box. For this next series, you, you can get Jimmy Hart, Brett, Lex, and Tugboat. You can't get Anvil, though, which is unfortunate. But I love the line. I do. I would just like to see people that we didn't get a figure out of. And I think the retro line in my eyes make it, you know, if there's going to be five, four of them got to be legends and it's got to be the newer person as the more, I guess, rare one, because like before that with the retro line, it was all new people with like one or one older guy, you know, one legend. And I don't think that was crossing over well because of like the Hasbros and things like that. Now, if you look at the their new like Remco line, it's a lot of the old school wrestlers, again, with very few of like new school mixed in to, to, the, to the batch. And I'm hoping that maybe we see those carded retros with the box, but also some prototypes of newer ones that are coming out after that line. I'm sure we're going to see some newer Remco stuff. I'm not a fan of like the movie crossover stuff that they do. Like when they did Ghostbuster Elite, Ninja Turtle wrestlers, the He-Man wrestlers or whatever the heck it was. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of those. Um, even the Remco ones, I'm kind of not a fan of, especially when like, they did Bray Wyatt. He's got like, He's dressed like the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland. And everyone else is like, has their full ring gear, come with accessories and things like that. And then you've got Bray Wyatt, the Mad Hatter. Yeah, just because like, just you brought that up, I just want to say, now that we're three series into that WB Superstars line, it makes no fucking sense why Bray Wyatt was in that series one. <laughs> everyone, he's the only somewhat current guy. And I only say somewhat because he's not with the company, but everyone else is a legend <laughs> i don't get why he was there 
Well, see, I mean, that's why, like I said, like if they do the retro line like that, to me, it would, it would make more sense because those figures were more of like those styles for like equivalent to what they would have had back then, I guess, if they were in AWA, because that's what the figures were kind of like. Yeah. Um, So I prefer it to be more legends with a newer person than like a bunch of newer people in a legend, because like with the retros to me, that doesn't make sense with the elites. It makes sense because that's like the new school collector or like the kids, you know, buying those. I still say us, us collector collectors are buying more of these figures than kids are because I, I don't know. I just don't see kids playing with this stuff as, as I used to maybe, or I just, because I don't have kids, I'm not paying attention, I guess. I don't know. Anytime I go to my Walmart, I'm usually the only one in the toy aisle anyway. So I have no idea. There's usually like, uh, kids are always at the video game section now, I feel like. So it's like, it's different, but you know, no matter where I look throughout my house, there's figures in my PC. I'm looking at five Hasbros on the next shelf up. There's a ruthless aggression signed Kurt Angle, a limited edition William Regal from the Jack's line. One of 3000. I've got the, the Hulk Hogan talking Hasbro, the big monstrous one. So my house is filled with action figures. I, I, I personally, I like it. I'm not the 40 year old virgin though. So don't get, don't, don't confuse me here, folks. Don't confuse me. That's not what this is. You know, just because you walk into my house and you see this beautiful bar and you see a bunch of toys behind me. Not the kind of toys you want when you're about to leave a bar to go home and have fun. Okay. These are my kind of toys. They don't have SCX in front of them. This isn't Vince Russo in the Disco Inferno TNA hour. (laughs) So I'm expecting, like, I I am expecting a new line though for WWE to come out with. I'm not sure what, I I don't know why I feel that way. I always feel like with these big reveals, that's what's going to happen. Maybe, you know, we're going to get something like what AEW did, how they have like the new Kenny Omega and the new Cody coming out where they come with a ton of hands and a ton of heads. I don't even remember what that line was called, but. Uh, Supreme collection, I believe it was. Thank you. Yeah. The Supremes. Like. I don't know much how much more you can add to these figures already. They're all like the articulation to them is incredible. Different heads and sculpts and stuff like that as a collector, it's great. I don't open the figure, so like none of this comes out of the box. And like Justin, if you were to like open one of these Supremes, what do you do with all the heads and arms? Like where are you putting them? Me personally, if I ever because I do have some loose elites and some loose ultimates, loose AEW so-and-so. I kind of just put them in a plastic baggie with the figure if I'm not displaying it and put it away in a tote. Okay. All right. I just, I, I don't, I'd be, I'd be that collector who loses it and you know, the value, but I'm also someone who doesn't open the figure because well, you open it. It's like driving a brand new car off the lot. <laughs> You know, you just diminish the value by a shit ton. That's why, like, I never understood why people open them and then, like, oh, I'm going to sell these now. <laughs> why, why'd you open? Like, what was the point of opening? Just leave it in the box. Everyone's different. I can't knock other collectors. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, that's what I'm expecting from San Diego Comic-Con. I'm expecting to hear about Elite 100. I'm expecting to hear who's in Elite 100. 
some sort of mock on a box. I'm ex- I would like some sort of special packaging. I'm expecting stuff from the retro line, the Remco, the new Remco line they're doing, the superstars there. And I'm expecting maybe the debut of a new line or maybe like how AEW is doing the Supreme line because WWE has the ultimate edition. We all know WWE doesn't like to be top down names. That's why they're the WWE universe. How do you top a universe? You don't. Unless you become the unless you become the AEW Chris Statlander uh, galaxy and that takes over the universe because the galaxy's bigger. I don't get it. Anyway, I is there anything else that you are expecting out of San Diego Comic Con when it comes to WWE? Yeah, a few things are running through my head. I don't think it's very likely. I would like to see now that we have retros back at least. At some points throughout the year where they're going to be released, I would like to see maybe a new retro ring similar to the King of the Ring Hasbro. I think that would be pretty cool throwback. You know, maybe do a retro Money in the Bank ring. Who knows? SummerSlam? I think that'd be pretty cool. I'd like that Purple Royal Rumble from 92, bro. That's also a good idea. I like that. That'd be dope. <laughs> that would be dope. Yeah, that would be cool to see a new ring. Uh, we haven't seen any besides uh, the new generation era for Mattel with the elites. But I, I, I would expect that. Do the WWE superstars have a ring? They don't. And I actually, just as you brought up the fact of the Royal Rumble ring, I thought about that too. I honestly thought about making a custom ring for them somehow, like similar to the AWA Remco ring, but I don't know how I would put it together with the materials and everything. So fingers crossed they come out with a ring or show something this weekend. Yeah, we're going to have to wait and see. And uh, fans will be doing updates on that. I believe Justin, our perched correspondent, has a busy weekend this weekend coming up with uh, July 23rd and July 24th. I'll be joining Justin the 24th for the meet and greet for Sting and Lex Luger. Justin will be at Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor. And I will be on the media call with Tony Khan Thursday at 1 p.m. So make sure you tune in as we will have on Thursday's show. We'll have that media call. And we'll be doing the Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor predictions. You can check that out. It'll be on our Apple podcast. Just look us up, perched on the top rope. Justin, it's time for a segment. And it's the biggest segment of this show. And uh, we don't have any copyrights yet. So I have to... uh, I have to do this because I have been in contact with their manager trying to figure out how this can be done, pricing and everything like that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. It's time. It's just the figure of the week. Take it away, Justin. Okay, here we go. The first edition of the figure of the week 
I wanted to start off strong with this one. And Lee, we've kind of spoken about the story of how this all came to be previously on the show at one point. But I'm going to go a little bit more into detail about it. And I love this figure. I'm happy to have it signed, especially with how things are now and the way things turned out. But I I have the Cody Rhodes ringside exclusive TNT champion. And it's signed in a nice red paint pen there to match the strap of the TNT championship. So you got Cody Rhodes auto. Underneath that, it has hashtag do the work. And you, you take one look at this packaging. It's just incredible. You got the kind of a hologram reflective kind of cardboard. In the background, you have the window. And if you shine just a little bit of light into that, you can have, see the AEW Double or Nothing logo shining right out, which I think is awesome. I'm actually looking at it right now as I'm showing it to the camera. Uh, you know, the side, I like how they did this. I wish ultimates were kind of be the same way the WB ultimates where they put the accessories like the heads, the hands and the t-shirt right on the side. So you do just have that nice, crisp, clean display in the front with Cody with the title and the pyro and everything. I think that's pretty cool. On the other side, you have Cody Rhodes and look, look at that. That's fucking awesome. The way it's just reflecting off. Yeah. That box has like an aurora effect. You know, yeah. when the light hits and, and it, the color changes and it's a very, very beautiful box. It is very, very well done. And I mean, the autograph just makes it that much more better. Let's be honest. You know, that, yeah. that it, is a, it is a beautiful box set. I mean, you can see why they went with Cody Rhodes. He was a, you know, he was one of the big, you know, big players for them when it came to uh, the action figures early on when they first started, you know, he was in series one, he's in multiple series and has, you know, these different box sets and things like that. And then his hands down, I think the best box set that AEW has done so far. Yeah, and AEW has really knocked it out of the park with these exclusives through ringside collectibles and everything, I think. But the story behind getting this figure done, it was quite the experience leading up to everything. Yes, it because was. we didn't know if this was going to happen. Initially, just to give some backstory, we had an RVD, Rob Van Dam meet and greet, scheduled for Albany, New York at Heroes Hideout. That was, I want to say, the anniversary is coming up to. I want to say it was like August 17th or August 20th. Don't quote me on that. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah. But we were all in on that. Rob Van Dam, Colony Center. Then Northeast Wrestling comes and just smacks us right in the face and throws a show that day. Around the same time Rob Van Dam is doing his meet and greet in Albany. Now, there's an hour and a half drive between the two. So, with who they were announcing so far, we're like, okay, yeah, I mean, we, we've seen this person. This person should be coming at some point. We've met this person a few times before. So, it wasn't like, oh, we have to go there. You know, it was more, 
okay, you know, it sucks. We got to miss the show, but we, we already have our stuff bought for Rob Van Dam. Yep. Now they threw another curveball at us when we said, yeah, we're good. They said, ha, bet. They threw another curveball at us and added Cody Rhodes to the show. And even still, I was kind of, eh, you know, I do have stuff for Cody, but I don't think it really needs to get done right now. In retrospect, I'm glad I did it at that moment. But, yep. <laughs> but you know, I, I still wasn't fully invested to go to the show. I was upset that I was going to miss Cody because, again, I had stuff for him, but I was more into getting my Rob Van Dam Elite signed. Then they added Paul White, which threw us for a loop because Paul White, to that point, had never really come around our area. Nope. So I said, okay, we got to figure something out now. <laughs> now, at the time, yes, Rob Van Dam was coming to Heroes Hideout in Albany. I believe it was five to eight that night. But he was going to be at the Holyoke, Massachusetts location at Holyoke Mall at 11 a.m. that day. So me and Lee conjured up this nice little plan, and we didn't know if it was going to work. But thankfully it did to get up early in the morning. Lee was going to stay at my house the night before get up early in the morning, get gas, drive to Holyoke, meet Rob Van Dam, and then go straight from Holyoke to Poughkeepsie, New York at the mid Hudson civic center for Northeast wrestling. Now, like I said, it's very risky. But we did it. We got up 8 a.m. Lee, Lee actually got to my house very late the night before I want to point out that this needs to be addressed. <laughs> I can tell this. I got out of work at 7 p.m. Now, I'm a three-hour drive from my house to Justin's house. So... Even though I had packed the car from work, I still had to drive back through my city to get onto the throughway, which really means I need to drive through like two more cities, then get to the throughway, basically. But I had to make sure my cats were fed because I feed them after work, this and that. So I had to stop home again anyway, make sure they were all taken care of. I had them taken care of for the weekend. My brother was going to feed them. I leave it like it's like 735, more towards eight o'clock by the time I'm actually making a damn difference. So I don't get to Justin's house till like 1130. Now, of course, never seeing Justin's collection besides seeing each other at meet and greets and stuff like that. Now we're up till like two in the morning, talking, looking at his collection, things like that. You carry on. Yeah. Uh, another thing to point out, this was actually the night Rampage had their first episode on TNT because I remember us talking about Christian winning the Impact World title that night. Yes. And honestly, when it got past Rampage, it was like a little after 11. I wanted to go in the group chat and be like, has anyone heard from Lee? Because he hasn't been active in a few hours and I don't know where he is. <laughs> but yeah, you get to my house and you see my collection all in its glory i'll never forget your face it was like a kid in a candy store to be honest with you oh yeah it was incredible 
So I give you the whole tour of the room. We just hang out in here because it's literally a, a complete extension of my actual room. It's so not a room. Hang out he, has a whole, yeah. he has a whole floor to his house. Yes. He has a third floor. He has three floors to his house. You know, the first floor, second floor, third floor. He has a third floor. All completely sheetrock finished. And creates a whole extension off of his house. Because I'm assuming the, you know, the, the you know, it was a plank boarding floor because you put carpet over it and everything like that. Yep. Sheetrock. It's not a small floor, people. It's huge. There's yeah, a lot to take in when you first get there. It is it is quite the decent size. But uh, as you said, we ended up talking for a while because we just had a lot on our minds, I suppose. And we just love doing shit, wrestling, and figure collecting. So at one point, I think I said, to quote myself, oh, shit, it's 3.30. We got to be up at 8 o'clock. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to go to bed. If you need anything, let me know. We get up. We head out to Holyoke, 8 o'clock. Get there on time. Actually, very early, I think. You had an RVD VIP, so you went in first. I had a combo and that was another good thing. Cause I had already bought my combo when they announced Rob Van Dam, but I was able to redeem it at the Holy Oak store. So that was a, a, a plus. Cause that's what I was worried about too. And you go in, you get your RVD stuff. I get my elite signed and my micro brawler, uh, actually just the bubble to it because the actual figure hadn't come in the mail yet by that point. But Go from Holyoke. We go on a nice little adventure to Poughkeepsie, New York. Took a lot longer than we thought it was going to. I think it ended up being an hour longer than we thought. But we get there 10 minutes before doors open. Lines around the corner. Again, it's just, you know, whatever. Shit happens. We get in there. I tell Lee, go right to Cody. (laughs) Which... Fans, by the way, if you've ever been to a Northeast wrestling show, the main attraction is always in one corner. And to get to him, you have like, you got to like put your shoulders into like the inside of your neck and squeeze by everybody. And it's impossible because like the way, like there's not much walking room. Yeah. Cause the meet and greet tables are literally, so literally you have the ring, the guardrails, you have about five or so rows of chairs behind the, the guardrails. And then right behind that, you have the meet and greet tables. And once people get filled up in there, that's my alarm. Whoops. Once people start filing in there, I mean, there's not much room after that. Yeah. <laughs> you're talking, you're talking about a few hundred people. So I, just barge right in there with you, Lee. We go all the way to the back. Cody's literally, and they haven't done this since before or since this. So Cody literally had this whole like box to himself where it was a curtain just wrapped around. And we go in there. And thankfully, me and Lee, we are professionals. We have our paint pens, which is good. If you go to a Northeast wrestling show, Bring paint pens because they only have Sharpies. Northeast Wrestling, I'm not hating on you. Just got to step up your game with the paint pens. But anyway, 
Uh, I brought a yellow, which I actually had used for Rob Van Dam earlier in the day. And I gave you a red, I remember, Lee. And then I had a few for others like Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy. Yeah. But yeah. I used – no, I, I used a few on mine, actually, because I had the red on the TNT, Cody, and then the neon green and the blue. So I didn't even use the yellow. You used the yellow. That, that's right. That makes sense now. So, I used the yellow. Yeah, you used the yellow. And then Cody actually asked if he could keep the yellow. And then you kind of looked. Yeah, you kind of looked at me and were like, "Do do you care?" And I was like, "I'm not gonna say no to fucking Cody Rhodes." (laughs) Shit, man, you could you could have the yellow paint pen. Just keep in mind, Rob Van Dam touched it earlier, so (laughs) you know if something happens later, that's that's you know it's on you. Yeah, right. But Cody was cool. Signed your stuff. Signed my stuff. Everything came out great. Uh, I got my series one, my series four done. And obviously, as I showed TNT championship, Cody, which I love. And probably after we wrap up, I'm going to go buy a case for it because I absolutely, this is one of my favorite things I have. Yeah. And it's a good thing as I've kind of alluded to that we ended up going that day as we had not initially planned because I think a year ago we wouldn't have gone, Oh, Cody Rhodes is going to go back to WWE in April and return at WrestleMania and be the next big star in the company. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot harder to get to him now, which is unfortunate because I do still have more Cody stuff. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, me too. I, I had all his elites done from WWE except for He's got an early series. I just couldn't get one in time, like a series five or a six. I couldn't get it, but I've got all the other ones from like 2012 and up until he was done with the company. Um, I do need to get an AEW figure signed by him. And I do have some more WWE stuff for him. That series five, six, whatever elite it is. I have that now. I've got an error basic card a Royal rumble early basic elite where it's Cody Rhodes, but in the Royal rumble packaging, it says edge. So that's interesting. Just nice little error card. That's the one I forgot to bring with me. Actually. Now I'm going to be mad about it all over again. (laughs) Well, if you want to talk about being mad, remember I had that LJN Cody that was coming in the mail from ringside. Oh God. I remember. Yeah. It literally, when I checked back at the tracking, got delivered to my house as we were in line for Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Terrible. It irks me to this day. Irks me. Yeah, I'd be mad too. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been our first segment of It's Just the Figure of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, next week for episode two, I will be picking figure of the week. And I've already got something in store that's going to blow your minds. It's pretty rare. So sit down and be prepared because you're in for a hell of a show. We got one last topic for you, folks. I know we've been kind of going for a while, but when you like figures as much as we do, you can talk all day about them. 
Justin brought this up to me. I think it's an interesting point, and we've already seen backlash from uh, something like this. Figures going away without the plastic window. Justin, as you know, we've already seen an uproar with this. Uh, you can quickly tell the figure collectors out there what figure we're talking about where they've taken, they took that window away and then said, oh, hey, we'll be back. Yeah, so Mattel had announced, I believe back in April, that they were planning on cutting down plastic packaging by 25% per product by the year of 2030. And yeah, 2030 is eight years away. But that doesn't mean there's going to be, we're going to have to wait until 2030 to see those changes. They're going to happen beforehand. Now, Ringside was getting some shit because they have a Ringside exclusive Cameron Grimes uh, that is set to release soon. Cool figure, by the way. I don't think that figure gets enough love, but for a first time in the line figure for Cameron Grimes, I think it's pretty perfect. So the main story about it is it's very similar to the other WB ringside exclusive figures packaging wise, where it's nice little cylinder box with a slant, kind of like the 2020 elites, but it's not, it's not as many edges on it, I would say. Now the initial photos ringside had put up, it was just no plastic window. It was just a Cameron Grimes logo and no outline to where the tabs would flip open like they had on previous ringside exclusives like the nwo john cena and as lee has on his hasbro bar there the firefly funhouse bray wyatt and as i said this started some shit everyone was pissed i know we have heat magnet on a perched on the top rope this week ringside collectibles was the <laughs> as heat but they actually had to come out in the comments and say, hey, guys, y'all got to calm the fuck down <laughs> because this has the flaps. It's just not visible with the photos we posted, but it is going to have a plastic window. It is going to have the flaps. And obviously, the possibility of the plastic window being removed from these figures is not a popular decision as Lee and I can agree. We go to meet and greets. When, when we bring our figures, we have whoever we're meeting sign the plastic bubble. It looks great. It looks great on top of the figure. It pops. It looks fantastic. We love it. I can never... I can't say I can never. Because as, as your signature is on the Firefly Funhouse Elite, Lee, you know, you had Bray Wyatt sign the the cardboard to keep it mint on card. Yeah, I didn't want to open it. Yeah. My worry with these, you know, you want to see the figure if you're buying this. And at least with the flaps, you have that option. Another thing I worry about if they eliminate plastic completely, the plastic window. We see a lot of these figure swappers, fig swappers and scalpers and all that. Yep. It's going to make it so much easier for them to swap out these figures and return them. And no one will know unless somebody buys it. That is a yeah. big thing that worries me. 
I'm not a fan of the figure swappers. Like, in my opinion, figure swappers, you're just a poor piece of shit. And I, I, I don't care about the piece of shit part. I, I, prefer, I prefer, like, I don't care if they're poor or not. You're a poor piece of shit. If you're going in, paying for it, swapping out, and then someone else buys that figure for their kid or this or that, and it's not the right figure, but they don't know because they're a parent just getting a figure for their kid. I've had moments where I've seen figures swapped and I didn't know. And I said, Hey, is this right? I believe I posted in the group one time and Justin was like, no. And I was like, yeah, that's bullshit. I'm pissed now. You know, I, obviously I put the figure back, but like there, there's no need for it. You know, like if you're that desperate for the figure, you're already buying the damn thing. Why do you got to swap it and return it? So you can get your fucking $21 back, your $14 back, whatever the hell you end up paying for the figure. Like if you're that desperate for that $20, don't buy the damn figure at all then. Don't. Like you, you ruin the collecting game for people like us. And if you're one of those people and you're listening, well, then you already know I think you're a poor piece of shit. So there you go. Don't don't do that stuff. I that that irks me. And it doesn't irk me cuz like someone like me is going to pick it up. Yeah, I'll be mad. Uh, but I'm more mad for the, you know, kid who's expecting the the newest John Cena action figure and instead he's getting one that isn't even part of the packaging or you know, one that's like already 5 years old, you know? Like come on. This is bullshit. I feel bad for the kids that, you know, end up being the victims in it all. You know, I can, I can easily find another figure, but like, you know, if it's a kid for Christmas or birthday or something like that, Hanukkah, you know, fucking why, you know, you ruin it for everybody else is what you do in, you know, that's where like in collecting, being a collector, you can get a bad name for doing shit like that. It's just not right, man. Just don't fucking do it. Yeah, it's it's not fair to anyone involved. I mean, it's no. not fair to the collector. It's not fair to a kid who's expecting this figure on their birthday or Christmas or another yeah. holiday. And it's, you know, we've it's, already, yeah, it's not fair to people giving their money to Mattel to put more product out and give us a better product at some point. Yeah, and you know, everyone loses. Yeah, and and the fact that Mattel wants to cut down on the plastic is, is that's fine but you need it or you need to replace it with something else. You know, um, I'm sure plastic is cheaper than plexiglass to use for the figures and shit like that. But like the Cam and Grimes, like if you take away from the plastic, you know, fans had already had a huge uproar. They're going to have a huge uproar if they can't see the figure at all. You know, like I was first discouraged when I found out about the retros. I was like, oh, it's only going to be a box set. You can't buy them individually. I have to buy a box set. Like I only collect to get signed. Like I don't want to buy a box set. Instead, I ended up buying two anyway. And one I've left completely in the Mattel box. I haven't even opened it. The only thing I wish they would do is put some cushion in the box because at least the set that I opened, my mean Gene Orkland was fucking cracked beyond belief that I actually had to buy a better one 
put it in that case and then open the one I had. You know, that's the downfall. You get the package, you don't know what's damaged inside or not. My mean gene was, and it was the only one. You know, so if you take away the plastic bubble or, you know, you know, on the flats, you're going to see a huge issue among fans and, and ringside collectibles had already felt the wrath of that. So if Mattel is listening, don't, you can do away with 25%, but do it for other lines. Do it for Hot Wheels and Barbies and stuff like that. Don't do it with us. We're nasty. Do you see how we talk about the show that we're supposed to love? We're nasty about it. <laughs> we're nasty. We're not. We're vindictive, mean people if we don't get what we want. Ask Vince McMahon, Stephanie, Triple H. Hell, we take the shows over if we don't get what we want. Look at Daniel Bryan. CM Punk. You don't give us WWE wrestling fans what we want, especially in the figure collecting game. Mattel, we know where you live. We will find you. Ladies and gentlemen, next week, I'm perched on the top rope, or in this case, perched on the top shelf. As we've already discussed, we're going to take a look at the early Legend figure line to the new Legends figure line, compare boxes, the pricing back then, and just the overall figures. We're going to have figure of the week. And anything and everything related to wrestling in San Diego Comic Con from reveals and everything like that, we will be discussing on next Tuesday's show. If you want to catch it sooner, you can go to our Facebook page as we'll be revealing all this stuff over the weekend, facebook.com slash perched on the top rope. You can find us on Twitter at perched top rope. We are on Instagram where we'll be doing the same reveals for San Diego comic-con on our Instagram. It is at perched on the top rope podcast. You can find us anywhere and everywhere. Podcasts are found from Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Podbean, Podbay, Red Circle, Stitcher, you name it. We're there. Just search perched on the top rope. You can also find us on TikTok, where we have been doing great Selena scenes related to the greatest moments in professional wrestling. If you don't know what a Selena scene is, go to our TikTok perched on the top rope. If that doesn't fancy you, you can watch the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, get humped by a dog. That's right, Kevin Sullivan from WCW. You can watch him get humped by a dog on our TikTok, perched on the top rope. And if that doesn't tickle your belly, I've got two cats, Benton and Owen, who we've been, uh, been frequent on our TikTok now, as they like to play wrestle with each other. And apparently it's been uh, one of our most favorited things that fans like so you can continue to see owen and benton wrestle right here at the hasbro brawl bar having a ball a bar room brawl match while well, that is a tongue twister for me apparently today ladies and gentlemen this has been the first episode of perched on the top shelf remember if it's not in a case, then you don't got the chase. We're out. See you guys.